Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope that you are doing really well. And in this moment in time, whenever and wherever you are, wherever you happen to find yourself on this big, beautiful blue and green marble we live on, that you are able to laugh. Laugh well, laugh good, laugh hearty, even laugh at yourself. (laughs) Laugh at your circumstances, laugh at the big cosmic joke. That is life because it's all a big fat illusion. (laughs) It's all an illusion anyway. It's a very persistent one. (laughs) I think Albert Einstein pointed that out. Reality is subjective and everyone has a different view of reality. But one thing that is certain is that we need to learn to laugh all the time at everything we possibly can, including ourselves and our own ridiculousness, because a lot of people have a lot of ridiculousness. Um, I've noticed I've I've met people in my life who don't have a good sense of humor at all. And they also have horrible mental health. <laughs> Very unhappy people. They don't just laugh at everything. I think it's 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 hilarious. It's like why? Why? You could go through your life for fifty years or a hundred years and laugh and be jovial and be happy and be cheerful and be healthy physically and mentally or you could choose to just be I'm just a I can't even do I'm a grump I'm a Grinch you know (laughs) you're a mean one Mr. Grinch (laughs) Uh, I mean who wants to be a Grinch and this is a good time to talk about laughing and having a fun time and being jovial you guys know i laugh a lot i get so many letters from people saying thank you your laugh is infectious i i I listen to you just for your laugh half the time because it makes me lift it up it makes me happy and you're funny and you know people see that i'm laughing at basically life I'm laughing at all of it because it's just like so serious like we're so ridiculous and we if we can't laugh at that it's just sad you know like I know I laugh at my own ridiculousness all the time you know like sometimes I'll get mad about something and I'll get mad about like the stupid most pettiest things and my son would be like dude really you're just being so ridiculous I'm like no I'm not I'm oh my god it is and then I laugh about it And then he laughs about it. I'm like, oh my God, you know, (laughs) like I'm always accusing him of taking things of mine. 
you know, did you, what'd you do with my lighter? And sometimes he did take my lighter because we have a lighter to light the stove and we have, we each have our own and then he runs out, you know, of his once in a while or I run out of mine and, but we like joke about it. It's like a joke. Like, did you take that lighter? And then it's always just a big fat joke, right? Because we also have candles. That's how we heat our house and also incense and it's how we, you know, and plus me, I smoke weed, but that's a whole nother thing. But I was looking this up today because I wanted to bring it up. Um, like I was, I was thinking about someone um, that I knew years ago who told me that well, she will. I told her something funny and she used that against me literally in a court of law. And when I explained the context of the thing that I had said, the people of the court thought it was hilarious. They're like, Oh my God, you are really funny. Like you're genuinely funny. Like obviously you were kidding. I go, yeah, but what was weird is she's like Robert Stack. She has like no facial expressions, you know, and she didn't think it was funny and she didn't laugh. And I was like really blown away by that because usually, you know, and she didn't have to think my joke was funny. I don't care. I don't have an ego about that. I don't give a crap if someone thinks I'm funny or not. But the fact that she didn't catch it was humor. And the fact that I said, oh, ha, ha, ha. L O L ha ha ha. That was a clue. And the fact that I said, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. The other clues. And it was like, she couldn't put it all together. (laughs) And it was just like, it it, it perplexed me. I mean, it's in my DNA. When I met my birth family, they were always laughing and joking. We went to um, a family reunion and in my, I mean, my relatives came from the Cherokee, uh, lands where they live. Like my, my cousin, Tim, he's like part of the government of the Cherokee nation. Right. And he, he came out, I mean, everyone came out to California and we literally, we spent three days laughing and laughing and laughing our asses off. Just, it's like, cause life is so fun and thrilling and it's such a joy to be alive usually. Right. You know, and there's times, you know, everyone gets depressed, right, from time to time. But if you could find the humor in the grand cosmic jokes, then, then, you know, it's like, it's hilarious to me. I just, you know, like I've seen some of the weirdest things, like in the most tense and weird times of my life, like my, um, my kid rescued a pigeon because he had a bag over his head (laughs) Because inside the bag was chocolate. (laughs) We were trying to get the bag off his head because he's eating this chocolate. And it was like hilarious. It was like, oh my God. We're like, just be still, be still, man. And we're like trying to get this pigeon to be still while he's dying. And he like passed, he started to pass out. He fell over like he was drunk. He's like walking all crazy. And then we're like, what's wrong with that pigeon? We saw him like kind of fall from the sky and he landed and he started walking drunk and we realized he had a bag on his head. The poor guy was suffocating and these other pigeons were watching from the rooftop. They're all gathered to watch. Oh, this is going to be rich. You know, we could almost hear them laughing at this guy. And we were like, oh my God. And these other two pigeons came 
and they walked up close and they're looking and observing like what's going on here and, and my my oldest son he took the bag off the pigeon's head and the pigeon's like <gasps> you know took a big deep breath and the other pigeons are like like walking right away like laughing like this is going to be for the gossip mill you know for of pigeons this is like in the pigeon gossip mill now for like <laughs> And we were like, you know, these pigeons are assholes. They weren't going to help his friend. They were looky-loos, want to see what was going to happen, right? And we were like, dude, you like, you like chocolate that much. You almost died for it. Like, you got a problem, man. And all the other pigeons, we looked up and they were like moving their heads, like bobbing their heads, like in, in a way, it looked like they were laughing at this guy. Like, oh my God, that's hilarious. Like, what an idiot. He's such a moron, this picture. It was, like, one of the weirdest moments of my life, but it was completely ridiculous. You know, it's like later when people said, well, what'd you do today? <laughs> well, we rescued a pigeon who's addicted to chocolate is what he... It's like, what? you know, you know, just like an average day. You know, just a normal day, just like everyone has, right? You know, my, my kids and I, we've drawn some of the most ridiculous situations to ourselves, and we've... And it, but it's hilarious because we like to laugh. And I think the more you laugh, the more the universe will just bring more on, baby. And it's just life becomes fun and joyous. And, you know, we're like laughing all the time, you know. And uh, like even in the clouds, I, I see cloud symbols that are just hilarious. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever seen, there was a video and I've seen clouds that look like a penis. That is one of the most hilarious things to see because once you see it, you can't unsee it and you just have to laugh. God himself has a, has a huge sense of humor. I mean, he made Donald Trump, right? <laughs> and all the comedians make fun of it. I'm just kidding. I don't want to get into the politics of it, but but I mean, it's like hilarious. It's like, I, there was a, there was a video I saw, um, a couple years ago, these, these teenage girls are driving home and they look up at the clouds are like, Oh my God. And they took a video of this enormous dick cloud. It was just penis in the sky. <laughs> and they're just laughing hysterically going, Oh my God. Oh my God. Ah, 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 ah. And they could stop laughing. It was one of the best videos I've ever seen in my life because it was just so like, you know, everyone's trying to be appropriate and, you know, adult and, oh God, that's just so immature. I'm a mature person and God's the one making penises in the sky. <laughs> God is showing us, don't take yourself so freaking serious that you cannot laugh and that you have to judge others for laughing and mm, they just don't have any sense of humor. Mm, you know, don't have... <laughs> don't have that kind of attitude because you know what? You're not going to live. You're not going to have a fun time while you're living and you're not going to live very long. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you some things here. Uh, according to the conversation.com, they say humor is observed in all cultures and at all ages, but only in recent decades has experimental psychology respected it as an essential fundamental human behavior. Historically, psychologists framed humor negatively, suggesting it demonstrated superiority or vulgarity, Freudian ID conflict, or a defense mechanism to hard one's true feelings. 
In this view, an individual used humor to demean or disparage others or to inflate one's own self-worth. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's like hilarious. Like, shut up. It's not true. People laugh because it's freaking fun to laugh. It's fun to laugh and it's good for you. It said, but they said, as such, it was treated as an undesirable behavior to be avoided. <laughs> and psychologists tended to ignore it as a worthy thing to study, basically. So, but research on humor has come into the sunlight of late. They, they go on in this conversation. They say, the humor is now viewed as a character strength. Positive psychology, a field that examines what people do well, they note that humor can be used to make other people feel good and to gain intimacy with others and to help buffer stress. Along with gratitude, hope, and spirituality, a sense of humor belongs to the set of strengths positive psychologists call transcendence. Together, they help us forge connections to the world and provide meaning to life. Appreciation of humor correlates with other strengths too, such as wisdom and love of learning. And humor activities or exercises do result in increased feelings of emotional well-being as well as optimism. For these reasons, humor is now welcomed into the mainstream and experimental psychology sees it as a desire behavior, a desirable behavior or skill that researchers suddenly want to understand. Hmm, crazy, right? <laughs> so, <clears throat> let's see. I found another quote from the helpguide.org. They said, a good hearty laugh relieves physical tension and stress leaves your muscles relaxed for up to 45 minutes afterwards. Laughter boosts your immune system. Laughter decreases stress hormones and increases your immune cells and your infection-fighting antibodies. Thus, it improves your resistance to disease. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, towards the end of this uh, article called Getting Serious About Funny, Psychologists See Humor as a Character... Let's see. that As a Character Strength. So that's the name of the article, and it's in theconversation.com now. They also said that they're learning how to respect laughter. Experimental psychologists are rewriting the book on humor as we learn its value in our daily lives and its relationship to other important mental processes and character strengths. As a joke goes, how many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? Only one, but it has to really, really want to change. <laughs> Whereas we may not agree on what is funny and what is not funny, there's more consensus than, than ever 
among experimental psychologists that humor is serious and relevant to the science of behavior. And that's no laughing matter. <laughs> that was my, my mini information <laughs> conversation or discussion on laughter and humor because it's so important, especially you guys at this time of the year when people are stressed and they're tense and it's like they have to be with their families and they don't always get along with their families. Some of you do and some of you don't. And some of the people in your family you cannot wait to see. And some people in your family you're like, oh my God, do I have to go through this crap again this year? Can't I just go skiing? Can't I just go take a vacation to the tropics? <laughs> I know, I hear you, I understand Some of you don't have families anymore And that's sad This is a time to laugh Rejoice in the memories you have Of those who've passed And laugh at yourself For being so serious About getting the Christmas gifts Or getting the Hanukkah gifts Or having to spend 12 whole days in a row With your family Oh my god what, what did the Jewish people do to deserve this? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just, on behalf of those of you who do not enjoy or appreciate spending time with your family. You know, a good friend of mine, she just doesn't get along with her own mother. And, you know, I don't think she's even going to spend Hanukkah with her mother this year. I mean, it's just too hard. You know, when you guys are constantly fighting and it had each other's throats. I, I think... If you take a step back and you just laugh at it, like, oh my God, you know, we haven't been children for a very, very, very long time, and yet we still act like children around each other. Just laugh at the grand cosmic joke because, you know, maybe your aunt or your mother or your sister that you have now might have been your mortal enemy in a past life, you know, maybe you decided to make amends in this life. And what's really hilarious is maybe when you're in heaven, you probably really know each other and like really like best friends. But then you came here and you chose opposing personality traits where you just like get into each other's skin and you just get those digs in. And if you could kind of see it and step back and go, well, you know, it is kind of funny, isn't it? <laughs> How we totally just like, we, we don't get along. We don't see eye to eye. We see like literally nothing in the same way. I love my sister dearly. We don't fight, but we don't see practically anything in the same way. But I respect the hell out of her. And I think she respects me. I don't know if she does or does. It doesn't matter to me if she does or doesn't. I hope she does. But yeah, it doesn't, you know, no skin off my nose either way. Because it's like... You know, if a stranger doesn't respect me, eh. But even if it's my own family, eh. You know, it's just, I know that God loves me. I know that God cherishes me. God loves me so much that he means, he, he makes it a priority that I'm still alive today in this moment. Right? And I'm not saying that I'm better than anyone else. I'm saying I'm the same as everyone else, right? God loves the bum on the street. So much that that bum on the street is still alive and in existence in this very moment. Because that person is important. We don't know why. Maybe he doesn't even know why. There's something he's got to do. There's a task he's got to complete. There's a lesson he's got to learn. Or a lesson he needs to help someone else learn. You know, no one is wasted. Nothing. No atom or molecule in this world 
is wasted. Nothing is ever wasted. You know, like no person is ever a waste of space or a waste of your time or a waste of whatever. Because even if someone is really bad to you, now you have a lesson, right? It's, it's, you got a life lesson and you got to laugh about it. It's like, oh my God. You know, I spent two years with that guy and three years getting over him. What the hell was I thinking? You know, <laughs> in some cases, that's the case, right? <laughs> I know people who have spent a whole lifetime just waiting for the exact right person to come along and they have like a hundred things on their list that that person has to be and they never meet that person, you know, and they probably should loosen up, relax and laugh a little bit and have a few relationships in the meantime because you might change your list, <laughs> you know, and there's jokes about this, like even, even in a Dick Van Dyke show, if you guys have ever seen the Dick Van Dyke show, if you haven't go, go try and find it. I, I think it might be on YouTube. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. And I used to have, um, I think I bought it actually. And I had my kids, watch it because it's just it's sweet innocent humor and, and Sally Rogers is one of the characters and she's always saying you know I used to have a list of what I want in a man and I've, I've narrowed it down to one thing he's got to be breathing <laughs> I'll take breathing is he breathing okay fine I'm fine I don't care I don't care if he's ugly or if he's broke I don't care it's just as long as he's breathing like like she was like in my age I can't be pick- I can't choose to be picky I use this easy breathing <laughs> you know it's just it's, you gotta laugh at that life is hilarious you know and we're so worried about so many things so for so long you know if we could just let go release relax let go laugh about it because life is actually hilarious you know like some people um get their podcast stuff all perfect like they have to build a studio um you know get a good microphone i I actually kind of wish i could get a good microphone and get everything together maybe i will but but some people like they have to build a studio and they've got to have it perfect and it's got to be separate from the house and it's got to be and everything's got to be absolutely perfect and you know what it doesn't have to be right it doesn't have to be you know i wish i had better equipment and sure i, I want to when i when i try to do a youtube video um i'm so animated and i have adhd and i move so fast that it looks like i don't have arms anymore it's like how come I'm not showing up on video guys I'm a little freaked out right now I think it's just because my the camera on my computer is just like really horrible and I needed a new one I need a really decent and someday I'll get to it I'll get to it but in the meantime I think it's hilarious when I say something and almost like as if confirmation suddenly a dog would be right outside and bark or a, a truck goes by super loud, you know, so like, especially when I say something like, you know, get into the silence of life and meditate. And then all of a sudden, eh, 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 the car alarm goes off. That to me is hilarious. You know, timing is everything. And when, when this kind of crap happens to me, you know, like while I'm recording, I just, I take it in stride. And I laugh about it. It's like, uh-huh. Well, there you go. You know, God's got, a really good sense of humor, you know, God knows what's going to happen when, and then God is inspiring me to say what I say when I say it. And every day before I do my show, I go, Hey guy, what, what should we do the uh, show on today? 
you know, I was thinking this or this or this, you know, who's, you know, what's going to help the most amount of people today? I really do. I don't, I don't do anything without God's permission of what should go, you know, where we have a conversation about it, you know, and, um, it's, it's, it's fun and it's exciting to me. Like (laughs) I, I literally, you guys don't know what I'm going to do and you know it, neither do I. (laughs) <laughs> Except for the fact that every Saturday, for a while still, we're going to continue with... Uh, oh, no, actually, we finished on Saturdays. On Mondays, the Spirits book, we're still working through our, our way through the Spirits book, answering all the questions, um, or hearing all the questions and answers that Alan Kardec could come up with. It's a huge book. It went around the world. I mean, the, the book was so famous, and, and it's interesting. And I have no idea what I'm going to do on Saturday. I still don't know. I have to have a conversation with God about it to figure it out. But um, it's going to be something good. I don't know if I'm going to start a brand new book or if I'm going to read poetry. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. And I've still been trying to figure out next year if I'm going to actually even go through a uh, if I'm going to do seven days a week again, because I do need a break. And I, you know, I'm telling you guys a Schumann residence every single day. And it's like, well, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to. All right. Um, I I just looked at the Schumann residence. I'm like, Oh wow. In Italy, they actually went up. So, so I don't, you know, like if I take, if I do it, I can't do the show in advance. It's like, I've got to do it every day because I'm checking this stuff every single day. So I might take weekends off. I might just do a five day a week show because a lot of you are using the show at work and you're using it to pass the time at work. If you work in a factory or you work, um, where you have a lot of mindless stuff where you can do, you could like split your attention and multitask and some people use my show as a focusing tool I don't know if you have ADHD I, I know I do and it's always helpful to have something on in the background while I'm painting or while I'm working unless I'm writing because when I'm writing I need absolute quiet or sometimes I'll have like you know jazz on in the background but you know painting too I like to have a good music in the background or something you know like friends I've heard I've seen every episode of friends a couple times so it's okay if I ignore it, but I like to have that noise running in the background. That's kind of a steady paced, you know, with laughter in it. Cause it's jovial and it's, it's relaxing for me to hear the laughter. But, um, so I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. So something happened today. Let's see here. Uh, two things happened today that were significant here in my world in my little world here in Ecuador. Um, the volcano's still going off, but the wind was not a westerly wind. Or, no, wait. I guess it would be an easterly wind. We need an easterly wind to get the volcano that's just west of us to blow our way. I think it's, um... I think it's, like, uh... Northwest? Or, no, is it southwest? No. It's northwest of us, I think, is the volcano. Yeah, okay, I'm going to look on a map in my mind. It's northwest of us, so we need like a southeast wind to blow all that ash and junk over here. And it happened yesterday, and today the air is a lot more clear, and the trees look so much greener than they have in a while. So I don't know if it's the giver that gave us the beautiful volcanic ash. I don't know. 
but I'm glad that it's easier to breathe. I don't want to go outside. They say if the volcanic ash lands on you, if like big pieces of land on you, to wash yourself immediately because of the chemicals that are in it. So now it makes me like super interested. What the hell is in volcanic ash? Because my whole life, <clears throat> I've, I've used a soap called lava that has pumice in it, which is from volcanoes. <laughs> And it really helps get the dirt off, especially if you've been working with greasy, um, greasy uh, machines. Like, you know, like when I've helped my dad work on his car or accidentally touch the boat engine when he's working on the boat or whatever. You know, my hands get really messy. And so lava is soap to the rescue every time. And I've always had pumice stone to, you know, sand down my heels when I had calluses on my feet. Back when I was like barefoot constantly, and I still get a little bit of calluses, but, and I have a pumice stone actually, which is like a volcanic rock. So I don't know, like what is it that's in ashes? I got to look it up and figure it out. It's pretty crazy. I do know that when lava hits um, seawater, it turns into hydrochloric acid, (laughs) like literally hydrochloric acid. Holy crap. Oh, and speaking of, before I get into what the two things happened to me today, okay, um, 24 hours before, well, actually within the, the, the whole weekend before the massive eruption on White Island off the coast of New Zealand, um, and the, you know, the volcano tours, I mean, they always have the signs. The scientists always know when a, an eruption is going to happen. So they know what days it is to go out there where it's safe and when it's not. And that's what was so crazy is that these people went out there, the volcano tourists, which super scary type of thing to be, but I'm just as crazy and curious as the next guy. And I know I would do, I would, if I was there, I would have been on the damn boat looking at the damn Island. Right. Maybe not now, now that I've seen what can happen, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they were out there because there was like no signs. There was no signs of scientists or no science signs that it was going to happen. So what happened was the weekend that this occurred, I kid you not, I, I can't even believe this happened, 857,000 lightning strikes struck the island and struck the water around the island. I don't know what causes what or even if they're related, but I wanted to mention it because I saw this on, um, oh goodness, this channel that I listen to sometimes on YouTube. And this guy's always talking about different various scientific things, right? Let me look and see if I can find the name of the channel. I've said the name. It's not suspicious observers, but I think they might have mentioned it too. Let me see. I've got to go to my library here. I just listened to it like not that long ago. Um, Skywatch Media News. <laughs> yeah, I should have known that one. So it's called Super Electromagnetic something. I don't know. But I can't remember the name of the video. But he was saying that in 24 hour period, the record in the past over a 24 hour period for lightning strikes in that area has been 44,000 lightning strikes in a 24 hour period. Right before this volcano erupted, 109,000 lightning strikes within 24 hours hit the island and the surrounding area near the island. 
Now, when you pre- when you piece this together with the uh, deep, deep, deep crystals that are deep into the earth, and they've been discharging energy up, and when you further understand that lightning doesn't always come from the sky down that they have observed it coming from the ground up. And in fact, it's the energy that arises out of the ground and then the lightning strikes the ground, but, but it's somehow connected from the ground up, not from the sky down. Or maybe it's both, right? It might be both. I don't know. But I remember seeing something on one of those science channels like years ago and I was shocked. I was like, what? How is lightning coming from the ground? That makes no sense. But I guess the energy arises from the ground and then the lightning strikes down. It's very weird. But I know that it's also electrical. You know, it's like the hot and the cold energy banging against each other in the sky and creating the thunder sounds and the lightning strikes. The electricity is is involved because we live in an, an electromagnetic world. And as a as below, so above, and as uh, above, so below, right? I said that backwards, but ADHD and dyslexia. But, but um, you know, we are also human. You know, as humans, we are electromagnetic beings as well. I know it's affecting us. It's affecting us, like, greatly. All, the, uh, all these crazy anomalies, right? All right, so I don't know if um, the lightning affects our psyche somehow when the Schumann resonance goes up or if the Schumann resonance goes up because of the lightning or is it only the cosmic waves coming from the cosmos or is it only the um, radiation coming from the sun or is it a combination of absolutely everything? And also, we are multi-dimensional beings, even though we're not always constantly aware of it. We can see the future. We are in the future right now. We are in the past right now. We are in all the bodies we've ever inhabited right now. Everything's ever happening in the whole wide world. <laughs> in the whole wide world, universe, galaxies, every place you've ever lived, you're still living there now <laughs> in this moment. That's what I laugh about. This is a big cosmic joke. <laughs> You know, like right now, I'm living in France in in a castle waiting for my love to come home who will come home dead, but I don't know that yet. I'm also in the castle with him before he goes off to war at the same time. Because, see, see, time isn't linear the way we experience it. When we're here, that's what's so bizarre. Like, we are 100% living in all these times and places and as all these people. I'm Elena right here. I'm also Jacqueline in that part of France where the Nicaea Council is being discussed right now. Like, is reincarnation real? We don't know. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm also a, a very short soldier in Vietnam fighting when I don't know why I was forced into the war and I don't even know why you know I'm still a soldier in the muck and the mire in Vietnam (laughs) you know every life I've ever lived I'm living right this moment and right now so are you 
living all your lives. And if we ever had a past life together, we, we might not have ever met in this life right now. But if we ever lived a past life together, we're living that now. We're also in heaven right now because that's where we're from. We know each other up in heaven, even if we never met in, in this life, in this moment. So it's, it's a, to me, it's a grand cosmic jug. It's hilarious. <laughs> we take ourselves so seriously. Well, I, I have to be respectable. <clears throat> I have to have a clean shaven face and wear a respectable suit when I go to work. You know, men say that, you know, they think that <laughs> I got to look good. So-and-so at work, you know, I, I got my eye on her. I'm going to ask her out. I got to look good, you know. It's a grand cosmic joke, right? We take ourselves too seriously. We don't laugh enough. Laugh, laugh, laugh at yourself. But anyway, I'm, I just, I wanted to tell you guys about the, the lightning was crazy, though. That, that was crazy. I don't know what is going on over there, but when I hear more information, when the scientists come up with an explanation, if they even can... <laughs> you know, um, it kind of does explain why the, I mean, I told you that the, the, I mean, it was like 272 Hertz frequency in Northland, New Zealand, which was a little bit away from the Island. Right. But I mean, it's like that we are anticipating humans anticipate the future. Cause we already know we, we've already been there. We, we already know about the past. We know about the future. On some level, we are multidimensional, so we know what's about to happen. So the, did the Schumann resonance spike because of everyone's minds going, ooh, it's coming? Or was the lightning millions, <laughs> millions of volts of lightning around the water? What's underneath that volcano? Is it a power plant from something like Atlantis or Mu or Lemuria? Maybe there was a fourth kingdom we don't even know about. Maybe there's an underwater base of them, the ETs, over there. <laughs> Maybe they have an underwater laboratory and oops, oops. Something went wrong in the laboratory and now the volcano has erupted. Oops. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just a normal volcano and it just went off and the scientists didn't know how to read the signs, but they already were able to predict it before, so I don't know. It's very weird. I, all of it's very weird. My, I told you guys about my um, friend who took a picture of what looked like a fire rainbow. And we knew within seven, or I saw that. I'm like, well, probably within seven days we can have an earthquake. Well, we haven't had an earthquake, but we sure as hell did have a volcano go off. And there was seismic activity around the volcano, and that's 75 miles from here. I don't know if that can, if that counts or not. Anyway, trying to put some of this stuff together. I don't know. I don't really know how. I'm not, you know, I have some scientific-ish things in my mind, but I'm not a scientist. I don't know. I like to talk about it and think about it and speculate on it. Because it's freaking weird. Our world is weird and it's getting weirder. <laughs> it just gets weirder by the minute to me. It just, it's so weird. It's so weird. And now that so much of the ice is melting in Greenland, they're trying to find out where there was a really land bridge that people could have possibly come across on. <laughs> is it possible? <laughs> 
did, were they only walking on the ice? Were they, you know, they're now they're looking at all the layers of ice and they could see what was going on at that time. But they're also finding out if there's an actual land bridge. It's kind of exciting. There's some weird stuff. There, in, in Ecuador, they discovered a few days ago that, um, maybe about a, four or five days ago, at least they released it to the public, that there were some little babies that were found with um, older children's skulls wrapped around their heads like helmets. And the babies obviously had died, and they were buried, and they were buried on top of some volcanic ash. And they were not child sacrifices. They were they died of other reasons. They weren't killed. They were it wasn't anything sinister. It was just these babies died, and maybe they died in a volcanic explosion, because breathing in the particle particulate matter is very dangerous. And maybe I don't know. I mean, they're they're like, why would they be using helmets, right? And this is from two thousand one hundred years ago, when they um, dated the the skeletons. I thought that was very weird and interesting. It was right outside one of the volcanoes and that they just discovered this. And they said, well, we don't really know. Obviously, it was pre-Incan. No, I'm seeing it wasn't during, it was during the Incan times. Incans were here, I think, but, or maybe not. I don't know. But it was before the Spanish came. Might have been before the Incans came. I think it is, actually. So, totally different culture. We don't even know. We can't even ask them. Well, maybe I could scare up the spirit from that time if it's still around and ask but it's kind of crazy like I honestly believe this is my gut instinct about that is that the um, older children died and the parents kept their skulls and honored them and then when the babies died they used it as helmets to protect them in the afterlife so that they would be together in the afterlife. That's what I think. And I think it wasn't a sinister and crazy thing, um, but more uh, an act of love from grieving parents. That's what I think. That's my gut instinct of what that is. Is that true, God? Yeah, so God said my gut instinct is right, which is cool. It's not always... (laughs) Anyway, um, all right, so in my house, this thing happened. Um, well, first of all, <clears throat> I kept trying to take pictures of the clouds today. I saw infrared, red, like ultraviolet red clouds. I saw hot pink, peach, like the most incredible energies I have never seen in my life, way beyond what I've been seeing before. And I in the past have been able with my camera on my phone to take a picture of it. I've been able to do that. Today I could not capture it, which means I was seeing a fifth dimensional sky with my eyes. I mean, I was hooked to all my hooked up to all my chakras, right? So I was seeing this with my eyes, but then I was not being able to take it with my camera, which means my camera being a third dimensional object could not capture what I was seeing with my eyes, but what it did capture was two Pleiadian light ships and it did, and it did capture rainbow colored clouds, very faint. You could see the energy. I mean, we're talking like mint green and pale butter yellow and pale pink and periwinkle blue and like a purpley Violet, and I saw an amethyst energy in the sky, and I breathed in that amethyst into my heart chakra and let it go throughout all my chakras. It was an instant relief 
to anxiety. Chakra. I mean, um, amethyst in my heart chakra, in, in all of my chakras, all 12 chakras that are open up and, and I put it in my aura, my energy field. I breathed in that energy. And that was my result. Like amethyst, amethyst, purple. I don't know. I want you guys to see if you could capture what you're seeing with your eyes on your camera. I have a feeling that we're in for a really crazy one. This is 12-12. The portal just opened up. Let me ask God, how long is this portal going to be open up? For the next 30 days? For the next, like forever? No, okay. For the next 30 days, I'm getting yes. For more than that, for 32 days, I'm getting yes. For more than that, for 36 days, yes. For um, Which is three times 12. Um, for more than that, so 36 days only, not more than that, not one day less, not one day more. No, no, no. Okay. 36 days, this portal is going to be open. And I think that, well, what's 36 days? That'd be like January. I don't know. I, I'm not going to do math right now. <laughs> Mid-January, we'll say, right? So, um, but then will another one open up and another one's going to open up out more and more and more. All right, he's saying there's layers and layers and layers of portals over the next two to three months, basically. And we're going to have, and everything is, every portal is going to do something different, obviously. (laughs) It's so crazy. All right, so there's that. And the other thing that happened today is I was doing my dishes and my son was out. He went out to see some friends. And while he was gone, I heard a crashing sound in the living room (laughs) and I was like, Hey, thinking it was him and no one answered me. And I'm like, um, this is weird. And then I felt an actual presence in my apartment and I started looking in every room and I'm like, Hey, I thought my son was trying to jump out and try to scare me, you know? And I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Where'd he go? And he wasn't here. I'm like, okay. And I just felt someone walking behind me and I turn around and I don't see anyone. And I'm like, wait a minute, that crash. I know it was the Lirans. They just came to say hi. And they brought me this happy energy. And they said, we felt like you had some anxiety and some stress. And we wanted to relieve you of that. Let's speak light language together. And they taught me a light language song. And we were like, which I can't even remember at all in this moment, but I sang the song with them. I, we spoke light language and they uh, generated a higher vibration in me to get rid of that. Um, some Someone had judged me. <clears throat> I got my first hate mail. So, hey, I mean, haters got to hate that. And if I get a hate mail, I must be getting somewhere with my podcast, right? <laughs> so it just kind of made me laugh. I was like, what a weirdo. Anyway. <laughs> And I told Jude, I'm like, uh, am I, I go, is this a milestone getting your first hate mail? And he goes, oh my God, I got my first hate mail today too. Oh my God. That's so weird. And we were like laughing about it. We're like, well, haters got to hate whatevs, right? You don't like my podcast, go make your own. I mean, really it's not that hard and it's free, <laughs> but the, the, the Lyrans felt they had like a little bit of tension and stress. They're like, get that energy out. And they told me this thing and, and there was like a little dance, a little thing. And I was like doing this light language thing and it made me feel so great. And I'm like, Oh, the, the, the Lyrans are so great. And they said, they see right now 
it's going to be about a year and a half before there was everyone was saying two to three years but now because so many people are asking for the ETs to get here physically we want you and we want to move up in vibration because we want to be able to see everybody right they're all in their you know fifth and sixth dimension or higher seventh eighth ninth and tenth um so much but they came and they were hanging with me and we spent like a good 20 or 30 minutes together and and they were like we don't want to like um you know speak for your show today or whatever we just want to hang out and but it was that same crashing sound like it's like a crashing sound it sounds like a cat crashing into stuff in your house I don't know if you've ever had a cat that's like super hyper and crazy and they're running all over and they can't quite stop the skid and they run into things. They, they slide into things and it's hilarious. And it's like, Oh my God, you're going to hurt yourself. Be careful. And they just keep going and going and going. It's like all over your house. Well, it's, it's that sound. And it's hilarious that the cat headed people make the sound when they arrive in my home, but they did it today. I was so happy to see them. It was cool to have visitors like that. <laughs> visitors and it was amazing and it was lovely I, I had such a great visit with them so that was my other thing so I saw the plating chips and I felt that the Lyrans came and visited me and taught me some things and it was awesome it was actually really awesome and so I'm really grateful for that anyway let's get to the Schumann resonance and then we're gonna get to tonight's really fun and crazy topic which you're gonna like all right <coughs> okay according to Schumann um, resonance news on disclosurenews.it 7.30 in the morning they said it is clearly a time of pillars even though today we had 30 very intense minutes from 6am to 6.30am UTC time there was the first movement with the amplitude values that reached power 63 shortly before 6 and then it says at 14 100 UTC. There we have it, the coincidence 17 again. The amplitude has reached power 74 between 16 and 17 on the chart. So 74 hertz frequency corresponding to 9 to 10 UTC time. In this case, we could start thinking about how many times it must happen before it becomes impossible. Yeah, but see, if they just said it happened between 16 and 17 on the chart okay but then it says corresponding to 9 and 10 i gotta look at the chart see what they're talking about and then at the 1700 report it says calm so let's see here all right so it looks like basically in the morning and then in the afternoon they had some activity and you know what i think what okay schrodinger's cat okay let's go to actual science here <laughs> to try to talk about this for a quick second um schrodinger's cat does state that if you expect an outcome and then you open the box the cat is going to be either alive or dead depending on what you expect because it's you can't take the observer out of the equation the double split or double um the double slit experiment same thing like what you expect is going to happen adds a factor to the experiment you know this is physics right so now i'm wondering if they keep saying it's going to happen in 17 it's going to happen in 17 coincidence 17 and now they've named it and now everyone that goes to this website and thinks about it, they're thinking well it's going to happen in 17 we expect it on the 17th 
and we extracted at 1,700 hours. I mean, are we as observers creating that? <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. I don't really know the answer. It's just I have the stuff in my head. I did. <laughs> Alright, heartmath.org we have here on 1212. Let's see what happened. Alright, in California they start off at midnight at 47 hertz frequency and they stayed exactly the same all the way across. Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, same thing. They've been at zero this whole time. Um, (laughs) It hasn't budged. In Lithuania they start off at 104 hertz frequency at midnight and they went down to 98 hertz frequency by 5 a.m. In Alberta, Canada, they start off at 62 hertz frequency. And they stayed the same all the way across. No change, 62 at 5 a.m. And Northland, New Zealand. Okay, we were just talking about them. <laughs> and they had quite a bunch of activity, but now... They are at 94 hertz frequency at midnight, and they went up to 99 hertz frequency by 5 a.m. See, now it makes me feel like, well, if it goes up to 272, maybe that means the volcano is going to explode again. Or maybe it's still continuously exploding. I don't know. I mean, if we are multidimensional beings and we travel and exist in all directions of time, maybe... Those 13 people knew that was going to happen. Maybe everyone around there knew it was going to happen. Maybe everyone around the world. But maybe in that area they anticipated it energetically. And that made it go up. And honestly, we just have no way of proving it one way or the other. It's so strange to me. Yeah? Alright, so... Oh my gosh, my Okay, I hate when pop-ups come up. All right. It's it's not it's not from the internet. It's from my actual computer. It's so irritating. So, they ended up at 99 hertz frequency in Northland, New Zealand at 5 a.m. So, from 94 to 99, they went up by 5. Now, the biggest biggest number and this is a pretty huge number today is from Hulului, South Africa. They started off at 260 hertz frequency at, at midnight and went up to 295 hertz frequency at 5 a.m. So there you go. All right, we're going to do a quick look at today's ACIM.org, Foundation for Inner Peace, A Course in Miracles Lesson 184. And here it is. The name of God is my inheritance. The name of God is my inheritance. Think about that. The name of God, that's your inheritance. What does that mean? And remember yesterday it said that your name is just as holy as God's name. God created everything, so everything is holy. Right? The name of God is my inheritance. I'm going to let you guys read this for yourself um, if you wish. It's ACIM.org, 15 15 paragraphs, not chapters, sorry, for lesson 184. You could go get an app for free if you wish. All right, so (laughs) ready for the big reveal? (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Um, it's a boy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just had to say that. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So time traveler from the two, from the year 2033, we're going to, See what David Dean has to say for himself. He claims to be a time traveler from Apex TV. And we're going to use a pendulum to see if what he says is true or not true right after this message. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. guys so either time travel is real or time travel is not real and we can travel in time with our minds and it's taken me 51 years to get here but that's traveling in time (laughs) so I mean hey (laughs) so basically I wanted to see First of all, I'm going to ask. So I have a pendulum here. I've already asked God to, um, obviously I'm always connected to God, but so I'm, am I connected? Yes, I am. Pendulum says, ask your question. All right, God, uh, do I have permission to ask if time travel is real? Do time travel, um, does time travel technology exist? I'm getting a yes. The timeline that we are all on right now, does time travel exist for some people? Yes. Can people travel back in time with this technology? I'm getting a yes. Can people travel to the future with this technology? I'm getting a yes. Okay, well, that's we're off to a very interesting start. All right. <clears throat> now, on Apex TV, they claim that there's a time traveler that sent them in a clip. In fact, he sent them in three clips. We're only going to go over the first clip today. If we could get through all the questions, we will. Otherwise, if we only get through half of them, this might end up being like a six-part series because this guy was speaking so fast and he said so much in 11 minutes. In fact, I didn't write everything down, but I did write, let me see, 32 questions. Okay. So I don't know if we'll get through them today. We'll see where we go. Right. All right. So, okay. Gone. I'm okay. I'm getting a yes. Cause I'm connected and I'm getting a, when the pendulum goes up to the upper right, that means ready. I programmed the pendulum according to letter to Robin. If you want to look it up, it's free, free PDF to learn how to douse correctly every single time, no matter what pendulum you use. And if you do it the same exact with every single one, then you're not going to be confused. Right? So at least that's my, uh, my thinking there. Okay. So David Dean, do I have permission to ask a question about him? Sure. Yes. I'm getting a yes. 
Is David Dean a real person? Again, a yes. Is David Dean his complete name? I'm getting a no. Is it his first and middle name only? I'm getting a yes. He claims to be from the year 2033. Is that correct? Is David Dean coming back to 2018 from 2033? Okay, the pendulum is showing a little bit of hesitation, but it is a yes. Now, did he came? Did, did he came? <sighs> oh my God! I'm li- the more Spanish I speak, the more English I lose. All right. <laughs> um, did David Dean use time travel technology <clears throat> to travel from the year 2033 to the year 2018? I am getting a no. All right. This is Apex TV channel. Now, did David Dean go from the year 2033 back to the year 2019? I'm getting a no. Is David Dean a real time traveler? I'm getting a no. Do I have permission to ask about the stuff he talks about? I'm getting a yes. Is it possible that he has some good ideas about the future? I'm getting a yes. All right. So already we've discovered that maybe it's possible he's not really real, right? But he has some very interesting ideas for the future. And it takes, if you're going to fake being a time traveler, it takes a lot You've got to study a lot of different things, a lot of different industries, and you have to have a predictability factor inside you, meaning not that you're predictable, but that you can predict the future to a little bit of a, a, you know, a little extent or not. Now, this guy supposedly used time travel technology from 2033 to come back to 2018, and he released a clip to Apex TV and they did not release it until January of 2019. So I thought that was weird. And the reason he came back in time, so he claims, is to talk to a relative that was deceased. He's just a time traveler vacationer or, you know, not even experimenter because from his perspective, supposedly, (laughs) He claims that it's just commonplace for people to go around time traveling. So, all right. um, Okay, uh, God, are you ready? Okay. I'm waiting for the pendulum to go to the question position. It's there. Okay. Now, is time travel commonplace in the future for us to go back in time and forward in time? The answer is yes. Now, is the year that it will be released to the public, is that in 2028? In the year 2028, will Time Traveler travel be released to the public as being real? I'm getting a yes on that. Okay, that's really strange, isn't it? Okay, let me... um. 
put the phone down. Hopefully that wasn't too loud on, on your guys' <laughs> ears. Okay. So I've really got to get this. All right. I'm in a good position. I'm not in a good position. All right. Okay. Now, now that waiting for it to go into a question position, there it is. Are aliens revealed as being real before the year 2028 to the public? And I mean like extraterrestrials. I'm getting a no. Um, okay, are extraterrestrials real? I'm getting a yes. Will the government reveal, or any government in the world, reveal to the world that ETs are real? I'm getting a yes. See, sometimes when you ask a question, um, you gotta re- you gotta phrase it or rephrase it in case you got a, a false positive or false negative, and that's how it works with dowsing. Okay. So, um, okay, first of all, are aliens real? Again, a yes. Will the United States government reveal that aliens are real ever? I'm like literally getting a no right now. (laughs) We're waiting for disclosure that will never come is what it looks like. Okay, will the government disclose that ETs are real? Now I'm getting a yes. Oh, so maybe I was saying the wrong word. I'm saying aliens. I should have been saying extraterrestrial. Noted. All right, are extraterrestrials real? Obviously, yes. Yes, they are. Um, Okay, now, will the government ever disclose, will the United States government ever disclose that extraterrestrials are real to the public? I'm getting a yes. Okay, will the United States government ever reveal... Okay, will the United States government reveal that extraterrestrials are real before 2028? I'm getting a no. Will the United States government reveal that extraterrestrials are real in the year 2028? I'm getting a yes. Okay, so see, when I said aliens, that was the problem. That was a problem because aliens can mean several things. Extraterrestrials mean off-worlders, basically. So that's a yes. So time travel, yes, 2028. ETs being disclosed as being real in 2028. Yes. So do I have permission to ask about the brain chip? Okay. So you always have to ask if you can ask permission. Will there ever be a brain chip put into our brains to make us six times more smarter than we are right now? I'm getting a no. All right. Will there ever be a brain chip put in our heads where we can access the internet directly? I'm getting a no. Will there ever be brain chips that people get put in their heads, period? I'm getting a no. Is it possible that this is real on another timeline? I'm getting a no. All right, will we ever have a chip in our hands to pay for things? I'm getting a yes. Will we have a chip put in our left hand? Will everyone get a chip in their left hand? I'm getting a no. Actually, let me ask about the brain chip thing again. Will anybody at any time ever get a brain chip in their head to access the internet directly to make them smarter? 
I'm getting, oh, it was like a no and now something different. I'm getting like a yes. See, when you don't ask the questions correctly, you're going to get a fake answer. Now I'm getting a yes. Okay. See, when I said we, does that mean everyone? No one's, not everyone's going to get it, right? Will some people get a chip in their brain, like a computer chip in their brain, to make them more intelligent? I'm getting a yes. Will some people get a chip in their brain to make them smarter and access the internet? Okay, I'm getting a yes. See, it's all about how you actually ask the question. So, if you... Okay, will some people have a chip to pay for things in their hand? Yes. Will everybody have this? I'm getting a no. See, not everyone's going to have it. Will money still be valid in the future? Yes. Of course, see, I didn't say what year in the future. I just said in general, right? So, still, it's not a 100% accurate answer if you want to pinpoint it to a year. Okay. Now, um, David Dean said there's a thing called an exosuit and it will, we put the suit on and it will help us to lift thousands of pounds in the future with ease or be able to run for many, many hours without tiring. And this is going to be released in the early 2020s. Do I have permission to ask if this is real? I'm getting a yes. All right. Is this exosuit real? I'm getting a yes. See, this guy does his homework, right? Because he's if you're gonna fake being a time traveler, you gotta do your homework, right? Alright. Let me ask again. Is David Dean the time traveler from 2033? Is he a real time traveler from that year? See, I'm still getting a no. So this guy is a futurist pretending to be a time traveler. But he's doing a very good job because some of the things he's thought of or has re- researched will be real. So he's going to look or appear as if he's real for all time, right? When these things, you know, come up. Okay. So he said the contact lenses will be able to record everything that we see in addition to improving our eyesight if needed. Do I have permission to ask about this? I'm getting a yes. In the future, will will human beings have contact lenses that record everything that we see to play back later and the answer is yes he also claims that there's no crime in the future do I have permission to ask about this is there any point in our future in which there is no longer any crime at all the answer is yes See, that's lovely to know. Now, uh, he said that in 2022, all food will be free in the United States for United States citizens. And this is food that will be grown and given to us by our government. Do I have permission to ask this question? I'm getting a yes. All right. So, will the United States ever grow and give away food for free to its citizens? That's a no. So in 2002, will the government ever give free food away? The answer is no. You know, I, I heard that. I'm all, mm, A, I don't sound, I don't think that's real. Because, um, you know, the commercialism and capitalism in China always get money and, you know, 
gross national product and being what it is and all that. But I also thought if the government did give us away food, give food away to us for free, don't you think you'd be a lot suspicious about what the hell is in the food? What experiments are they doing on their own people with the food? Like that was my first, when my gut punch reaction that I heard that I was like, mm, this is like really, really crazy. Like, I don't think this is even, I don't think it's going to ever happen. <laughs> I also think that we're going to have like replicators in the future. So they won't give away food, but they might, you know, give us like a replicator program, you know, like they might like give us a credit, maybe, maybe a tax credit when we buy the replicator or something, you know, cause when we tax, put less taxes, not taxes, but less tax, uh, labor tax and, less gas and less, you know, like we won't be responsible for trucks, truck, long haul truckers, trucking food across the country. Basically, I'm not talking about this very well, not saying this very well. My intellectual capacity, I think my biorhythms are really low. Intellectual biorhythms are like super scooping the bottom of the barrel this (laughs) yesterday and today. I'm like, oh my God, my son's like super intellectually wants to talk about really intensely um, well, intense things. Like, see, I can't even like express that very well. And, like today, me can't talk right. Like, I don't. I can't. And he's like, I get it. So it's like we have our opposite. Our biorhythms are 100% opposite of each other. So it's kind of funny when my emotional intelligence is high, his is low, and vice versa. And at least we know that about each other. <laughs> we looked in that. We're like, oh, no wonder we have a problem communicating. <laughs> <laughs> when he's super smart, I am not. <laughs> All right. So another thing that this guy predicted was that there will be major cities underwater in just a few years. Do I have permission to ask this? Okay. Will there ever be major cities underwater? I'm getting a no. Will Los Angeles ever be underwater? I'm getting a no. Will part of Florida be underwater? I'm getting a yes, but will any of the cities in Florida be underwater? I'm getting a no. So hopefully that's true. We'll be able to figure out some stuff when things start to flood. But, oh, okay, God's telling me tectonic plates are going to move. So, you know, it'll look like cities are about to go underwater, but then what happens is the um, tectonic plates will move and the water will flow in underneath the land. It will lead to some volcanic explosions, but it's going to not be as dire as people think. Yeah. So there it is. All right. So, um, next question is he basically said that there will be nine P nine billion people on earth in 2033. My permission to ask this. Will there be 9 billion people on earth in 2033? No. Will there be more than that? No. Will there be less than that? Yes. Will there be less than 7 billion people on earth? No. Will there be less than 8 billion people on earth? No. Will there be almost 9 billion people on earth? Yes. But will be exactly 9 billion or more? No. It'll be just under 9 billion people. So there you go. 
So India is the most populated country in the future, he said. Do I have permission to ask? Answers yes. Okay. Will India be the most populated country in the future? Answer is yes. It's easy to understand that that's the truth, right? Um, so, um, all right. Uh, he says that there's going to be a moon base in 2025, and we will be able to visit there as private citizens. And just for a fee, we'll be able to just fly on up to the moon base. So, <laughs> do I have permission to ask about this moon base? Answer is yes. Pendulum's ready. All right. In 2025, will there be a moon base on the moon? I'm getting a no. Will there ever be a moon base on the moon? I'm getting a yes. Will it be before the year 2030? I'm getting a no. Will it be after the year 2035? I'm getting a yes. Will there be a moon base after the year 2040? Yes. Will there be a moon base before the year 2050? I'm getting a no, so might as well not ask any more about that. All right. All right. I had to move the phone over there for a second. Okay. 13. Um, he said in the year 2026, there will be robotic hands that look exactly like human hands for people who apparently lost their hands. Do I have permission to ask this? I get a yes. Okay. Okay, God. In uh, 2026, where th- will there be robotic hands that look exactly like human hands that will help people that have lost their hands? Oh, I'm getting a yes on that. That's very interesting. Okay. <clears throat> on um, the next question, question 14, he claimed that there's going to be 3D printed body parts and organs and basically, it will eliminate quite a few diseases. Do I have permission to ask this? I'm getting a yes. And then, okay. So, God, in the near future, will there be 3G printed body parts and organs? And the answer is yes. And will this eliminate, will the 3D body parts and organs eliminate a lot of diseases? So you can just replace whatever you want whenever cool so if you're an alcoholic you don't have to replace your liver with a baboon liver you can just go ahead and have one 3d printed up well that's cool i suppose all right um in 2015 no i'm sorry in 2027 question 15 can't read my own writing (laughs) i mean it's coherently written i just can't read it (laughs) Ah, okay Okay, God, the next question is about um, artificial intelligence being conscious and matching in human intelligence by the year 2027. Do I have permission to ask about that? Yes, I do. Okay. All right, God, by the year 2027, will artificial intelligence be conscious? The answer is yes. And will it match the level of intelligence in humans? Oh, wait a minute. I should ask that question again. Will artificial intelligence match human intelligence by 2027? The answer is yes. 
will artificial intelligence intelligence surpass that of humans by 2027? The answer is yes, obviously, because if AI can access the internet in an instant, obviously you have more information than the rest of us. But will artificial intelligence be conscious of itself by 2027? The answer is yes. How do you guys feel about that? That's a little little scary, right? Okay. Question 16. He said that... This guy, even though he's not real, possibly, he has a lot of good information, right? You know, he's making some really good educated guesses. He probably subscribes to all the science magazines, right? (laughs) He might have some inside information. Maybe he works for some of these, you know, people. Um, all right. So he says that, okay, in the 2060s, in the two, you know, by 2060, 40 years or more from here, from where we are now, he says that we're going to be able to simulate realities with computers and we'll also be able to upload our brains to computers. Do I have permission to ask about these topics? Answer is yes. All right. Will we be able to upload our brains to computers by the 2060s? The answer is yes. So even though you might not have our emotional whatever, at least you'll have our knowledge, I suppose. If I'm dead by then, guys, just upload all of my metaphysical soul speaks into a computer somewhere and then... (laughs) Will that work? I don't know. All right. (laughs) Dear people of the future. (laughs) All right. So will we be able to simulate our own realities however we want anything and anywhere by the 2060s? The answer is yes. He's like talking about that, like being like virtual reality. So. All right. In the future, okay, question 17 um, relates around taking time vacations in the future being commonplace. So in the future, at some point in the future, God, oh, do I have permission to ask about this? Yes, I do. Okay. So in the future, will we be able to take time vacations? And will that be, like, will that be commonplace to take a time vacation in the future? The answer is yes. And will our time vacations in the future be to the future sometimes? The answer is yes. Will the time vacations in the future be to the past sometimes? The answer is yes. Okay, so this is the next question. When people take a time vacation in the future, will they be gone in real time? So if the time vacation is for two weeks, they go to the future for two weeks and they come back, will two weeks have passed here? Or will it be just in a few minutes? Do I have permission to ask this? Okay. This is kind of a complicated question. Okay. When people take time vacations in the future, will they be gone the amount, the same amount of time? The answer is no. Will the time vacations in future only take a few minutes? The answer is yes. So they're just going to come back like five minutes later. So basically on your lunch break then, so you're at work, you're bored, whatever, you're upset, you want to take a time vacation to a simpler time. So you go back in time to an Amish farm and you enjoy living among the Amish for like 20 years and then you come back 
five minutes later. Is that something that people can do? The answer is yes. That's freaking weird, right? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go back to this time of Atlantis and strap on my jet fuel rocket pack and just go around the universe. I, I It's like, what, what would you do? What would you do? Would you go back into like a future where you could go talk to Jesus and ask him a few questions? Would you go sit and, and take Albert Einstein out for lunch? Pick his brain about a few things? Like, I mean, what would you do? If you could go back in time, any part of history, talk to anybody for a freaking vacation, where would you go? <laughs> it's like interesting to think about it, you know? It's interesting to think about that. All right. So, so God will like, will we be able to like maybe go take Albert Einstein out for lunch? The answer is yes. Of course, we're not allowed to tell him we're from the future. Yeah. God's like saying, yeah, definitely. You're not allowed to tell him that. All right. So question 18 is revolving around extraterrestrials. I want to know if there will be a time in our future where extraterrestrials will live with us and integrate into our society with us. Do I have permission to ask this? Hey, here's, here's a caveat. Have extraterrestrials already integrated physically with us and living with us? And the answer is no. Will extraterrestrials live with us in the future and integrate into our society with us in the future? Do I have permission to ask that? The answer is yes. Okay, so okay, so I'm allowed to ask about that. And will extraterrestrials live with us and integrate with us into our society in the future? The answer is yes. Yes, very nice. All right, question 19. The guy was talking about virtual reality suits, taking a vacation or as entertainment instead of going back and forth in time. Some people just strap on a virtual reality suit and it feels like you're actually really truly there and that includes even talking with deceased loved ones or whatever um, you feel like doing. Anything at all. Do I have permission to ask about this? Okay, so do virtual reality suits exist in the future? The answer is yes. Do people use them as a vacation? The answer is yes. And do they use them as entertainment? The answer is yes. Can you talk to deceased loved ones using a virtual reality suit? The answer is yes. Now, will you be able to talk to an actual deceased loved ones? The answer is no. But it'll be as if you're actually talking to them based on your mind and memory of yes, yes, yes. So it's not you're not going to actually talk to your deceased loved ones through the suit because it's virtual reality. But at least you'll feel like you are and that will be what the emotional relief is there. All right. So he said that brain chips are going to, you know, number 20. He, he claims that brain chips will allow telepathy. Do I have permission to ask this? Okay. Will brain chips allow us to have telepathy? No. So the people that have brain chips, will they be telepathic? From the brain chip, the answer is no. Will everyone have telepathy without brain chips? The answer is yes. Yeah, see, I mean, because we already know we're going to that, right? All right, so 
<laughs> number 21. This is a super fun one. He claims that we're going to have dinosaur zoos in the future where we could see T-Rexes, whatever, Brontosaurus, all the dinosaurs. So Jurassic Park will be a reality in the future. And you know what's weird, guys, is many, many times I had a dream that my cousin and I decided to go to the first um, dinosaur park in New York and that we flew there um, from different parts of the world where we were living and we met there and this is a cousin that I had a falling out with years and years ago and she added me on Instagram this past year which I thought was interesting because she was the one who decided to cut off all ties to me based on one sentence I said on Facebook that she misconstrued Humans are ridiculous. That's why we have to laugh at ourselves. It's like, what the hell? I mean, it started a rift in the family. It caused a big, big problem. And she had like deleted and blocked me after attacking me publicly because she didn't understand something I said. Instead of asking me about it, she cut off all ties and started like this massive rift. So I always thought that was really strange that I kept having this recurring dream for a while that she and I were going to be like the best of friends at some point in the future. And we were going to go to this dinosaur zoo in New York city, but one of the dinosaurs escapes and we're freaking out. And I had this dream before Jurassic park was a movie. The first time I had this dream and I've had it a couple times and I had, a, I had it one time where my kids went with me, but they were like adults. And we went to this dinosaur park in New York city and we were scared the dinosaurs were going to escape, but they didn't. But we were just, like the whole time totally terrified because we were terrified by the Jurassic Park movies. And I had that dream after the Jurassic Park movies came out. So, but, but my cousin is always there and we're like the best of friends now. And she started adding, she added me on Instagram recently and she's actually speaking to me again. So, I mean, who's to say that's not going to happen, right? Like it's possible that she and I will actually somehow reach a level of understanding where we have conversations again. I mean, it was like completely like the reason why we no longer talk had nothing to do with me. It was her own misperception of me, which was crazy. It was like, I've always loved her. I always, even when we're very little, we're very close. And as adults, we didn't talk for a couple of years and then we got back together. Um, she just, made fun of me repeatedly like I said a word wrong and she made fun of me for like an hour about that and she kept like saying things to me that were very snarky and very mean and it was weird because I really loved her I wanted to have a relationship as adults with her and instead she decided to take the low road and we but then we kept trying to make it work and become friends as adults and two or three times I mean I went to her wedding and she was pregnant, so I made a, a blanket for the baby, and that baby is now an adult, and he still has a baby blanket, and he's passed on to his own kid, you know? So we've had some connection where it was like, wow, you know? And the rest of her whole family, I get along with really well, and I love them very much. And it was just, it's like weird though, but finally we're getting back to maybe where we're talking again. So I look forward to it if it's true, but God, I do want to ask about this about the dinosaur see, see, oh no. 
do Mimi and I actually go to the zoo together? We're to look at dinosaurs in New York. I mean, it's like, is that, that'd be so cool if that was like a, a predictive future dream and not just a really insane dream I keep having. <laughs> I mean, it's, if it had been one time, a one-time dream that would have been like so weird. Oh, it was a weird dream. Blow it off. Dreams are weird. But it's like this weird recurring dream I keep having. And when that happens to me, usually it's a predictive dream. So I'm curious to know about this. So do I get to ask about this? The answer is yes. Is the question ready? Okay. Do dinosaur zoos exist in the future? Holy mother of God, the answer is yes. God, there's going to be a zoo with dinosaurs. The answer is yes. Oh my God. Okay. Do I have permission to ask about my dream coming true? Is there going to be a dinosaur zoo in um, Upper State, New York? Holy man, I'm getting a yes. Will my cousin and I become friends again? The answer is yes. And will we attend the dinosaur zoo together? The answer is yes. Because like her adult kids and grandchildren go and it's like, so yeah, so that was cool. You guys, I had a recurring, I'm going to pick up the phone so it's going to be a little bit well, not that weird. It just shut off automatically. That's so weird. Okay. So I, I had a, you guys, I had a night, I had a recurring nightmare that I was surrounded by cats, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cats. And I'd wake up in a dead sweat, just absolutely panicking. Like I'm not afraid of cats. Having one or two or three doesn't scare me. Having hundreds on every surface of my kitchen scared me. Right. And in my dream, I was about to marry somebody who I was not in love with, but I did love him very much, but I knew that I probably shouldn't marry him. And I did anyway. And I would wake up in this pant, like panicking for several reasons. Like, why am I surrounded by cats? Why is there wood paneling on the walls from the 1970s? You know, I'm like, no, why has no one upgraded this house? Why did I choose to live there? And why am I going to marry someone I'm not in love with? Right. And, um, there was like this repeating, like every year I had this dream for like six or seven years. And it actually did come to pass. So I know that when I have recurring dreams like that, a lot of times they do come to pass, right? Especially when it's an insane dream that has absolutely nothing to do with my past, right? It's not like I'm trying to work out some crazy issue. Like I never had an issue of a hundred cats being surrounding, you know, surrounding me, but it actually happened. We had two cats, my first husband and I, and we were, um, well, I told him, get your cats spayed. And he refused. He said they should have sexual freedom like everyone else. I'm like, okay, fine. Can't really argue with that. And one day they were both in heat. And sure enough, I mean, (laughs) every tomcat in like a 20 mile radius suddenly were inside my house. I, I was asleep, woke up to go to the bathroom and I was surrounded by cats. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I started panicking. It was like the worst deja vu ever. I mean, I felt like I was spinning out of control. It was like, oh my God. Like literally I felt like I was spinning in the circle. <laughs> I felt like I was on a sit and spin, but I was like standing and spinning. It was like this dizzy, spinny energy. And I was like, why did I just marry this guy? Like, what the hell? What the hell? This is like, oh my God. This is like that dream that was warning me not to marry him because I wasn't in love. And after we, after we got married, I met my, of the husband I had for 13 years, the father of my children. 
I literally met him like two months after I got married <laughs> or one month. It was one month after. And I was like, oh, it was such a mistake. I shouldn't have broken his heart like that. I shouldn't have gotten married like that. But it was all for the best. And he's married now. I think he's he's probably happy. He's a good guy. And I wish him well. But I know when I have that kind of crazy future dream and it's like repeatedly like over and over and over like it's a recurring thing like once a year once every couple years I have this dream when that happens I know that's coming into my future and I've had I've had some really crazy dreams that I just didn't believe would be my future and it's like oh my god this is totally my future I didn't even think that was real I didn't think that existed there's no way in hell I was ever gonna live in Guatemala with my kids being a single mom how pathetic and guess what that happened and I was like being super judgmental of my future when I saw it, but I time traveled that time consciously. You know, it's not always about the dreams. Sometimes it's the time travel consciously and stuff happens. Stuff. It's like so crazy. Anyway, we're going to get back to this list because we're on number 22 and we have 10 or 11 more to get through. So, um, we ready. The answer is yes. Ready. Okay. Um, he said by the year 2030, we're going to have teleportation. Do I have permission to ask about this? The answer is yes. Okay. Will we have the ability to teleport in the future? I'm getting a really wonky. Okay. Maybe. All right. So that's a, the, the way that the pendulum is swinging. It's, um, it means, uh, needs more information basically all right so in the future will we be able to teleport objects the answer is yes will we be able to teleport objects from one place to another before the year 2030 the answer is no will we be able to teleport objects in the future from one point to another by the in the year 2030 the answer is yes this is very strange Okay, so will we be able to teleport our physical bodies in the future? The answer is yes. Will we be able to teleport animals and ourselves by the, in the year 2030? The answer is yes. See, now that freaks me out. How does this guy know that? All right, see, the problem... See, I know that IBM... They've been able to, to, they did build a machine. They were able to teleport light particles a couple minutes into the future. And they've been able to teleport an apple. But on the other end of those couple minutes, the apple reconstituted, but as like applesauce. So they had to work on Now that was the last time I looked into this. And I know that they are working on it. They've been working on it for decades, right? Thank you, Gene Ronberry, for that heads up on teleportation. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> so I'm blown away. Like, yeah, let's teleport. That's freaking cool. All right. He says, okay, so another thing, number 23. Uh, this guy says that airplanes will be electric in the future and not use fuel. Do I have permission to ask about this? Yes. Will airplanes be electric in the future? I am getting a no. I didn't think that was possible, but 
Okay, is it true? Is it possible to have an electric airplane? The answer is no. Cool idea, though. Oh, yeah, of course not, because duh. I mean, look, a car has this massive battery pack and can only go 200 miles. Airplanes go 200 miles an hour. And how many... Isn't that true? How, how fast do they go? Like, is it 200 miles an hour? And they go to New York from L.A.? It's like four hours. That's going to be ridiculous. They won't be able to fly because the batteries that they need to fly would be so freaking heavy that the plane won't fly. And if, if they don't do as many batteries, they're going to have to stop every city. That's like a completely ridiculous assumption that airplanes will be electric in the future. That was, I didn't think it was true. That, that's why I'm asking. So I'm doing the pendulum, right? Instead of just saying what he said, because we did that with Noah, the time traveler. And I think in this, I, I still to this day think that Noah, the time traveler was real and the government got to him and, and they said, you have to renege and appear to be a liar on TV so that, and just that you're asking for attention or we're going to kill you and your family. Like, that's what I think. I think that he was really real, but you know, or he's an excellent futurist either way, but he says he's not real. But maybe they got to him, right? You know, it's like the conspiracy theories abound, you know, but maybe he's just a really good futurist. And, you know, he's very good at predicting. And some of the stuff is wild and crazy and some stuff is absolutely dead set square on, right? And they all say, all the time travelers say that time travel is real by the year 2028. And that makes me feel like they're either A, copying each other, or B, they do have some kind of inside information about actual time travel like physical time travel with the like machines and technology. Anyway, it's all very crazy. Okay. The next one, uh, is number question 24. He said that there's a thing called hyperloops and cars will, and they're like tunnels that cars can go in and then the cars can accelerate hundreds of miles per hour and get to where they're going much faster, especially if they're going long distance travel. Do I have permission to ask about this? The answer is yes. Now, God, are, will there in the future be um, a thing where cars can go in like tunnels and they'll accelerate them hundreds of miles an hour? The answer is no. But the hyperloop is real. There's a thing called a hyperloop and that's um, an Elon Musk project that somehow he abandoned or hasn't completely, is supposed to be finished by now. But that's like a train that connects Southern and Northern California where you could get from one place to the other in a matter of like less than an hour in a car. It took me 10 to 12 hours. So, you know, it's like a 45 minute thing from LA to San Francisco. And so for some reason he abandoned the project or it's going forward, but very, very slow or somehow it's not working. I don't even know what's going on there. I've heard that he doesn't finish everything he starts. He needs... He needs a billionaire partner that is really good at finishing the projects. You know, if I could interview billionaires and get a handwriting sample, I could hook him up with the right person because I can read the handwriting. Um, I do handwriting analysis and it's very easy for me to see the person that would be. But I mean, it's not like there's like a whole bunch of billionaires waiting around it. <laughs> work with him, but there should be, and there should be people who are really, really good at finishing project. It's always good to hook up with someone who's very good at initiating a project. I do the first half, you do the second half, but a boom, but a bing, it's done. 
instead of you know having people make fun of you for not finishing things because not everyone's good at finishing things right I'm a notoriously good starter and I do finish things but it takes me a long time so that's why some of you have not gotten the readings yet that I owe you so keep it in mind and I I do want to get them all done um, before the first of the year if not before Christmas and I'm, that's my goal because I do have a waiting list right now okay so he said that all cars are electric in the future and there's no longer reliance on fossil fuels do I have permission to ask about this topic answer is yes okay are cars electric in the future the answer is yes are all cars electric in the future the answer is yes are any cars reliant on fossil fuels in the future and the answer is no and does that start after 2025 the answer is no will all cars be electric after 2025 the answer is yes will all cars be electric after 2022 the answer is okay let me ask let me rephrase it because the pendulum's going crazy right now okay what year will we stop fossil fuels do i have permission to ask this okay the answer is yes okay will the world stop using fossil fuels in the year 2020 the answer is no will the will the world stop using fossil fuels in the in the year 2021 the answer is yes will it be in the second half of 2021 okay let me rephrase that will we stop relying on fossil fuels at the end of 2021 will it be in the beginning of 2021 that we stop our reliance on fossil fuels no so towards the end of 2021 so like basically in two years i don't know we'll see are we on that timeline in which that happens is it possible we're going to jump to timeline in which that doesn't happen no okay so in the future will all will all will all cars be self-driving in the future the answer is yes at what in what year will all cars be self-driving we won't have to drive our cars anymore will that be after 2025 that that happens the answer is no will it be before 2025 the answer is yes will all cars be self-driving before the year 2022 the answer is no will all cars be self-driving starting in the year 2023 the answer is yes so we'll see we'll see about that that's cool though it's like all right so in three years three and a half years that's cool <laughs> oh, so cool hot box in your car on the way to wherever <laughs> okay question 27 is um okay it says in the future the earth will be warmer because of the carbon dioxide emissions and global warming is real which we all know is real but do i have permission to ask about global warming okay in the future will will the carbon dioxide emissions create a situation in which earth is a lot warmer the answer is no Okay, but God's giving me an answer uh, directly. Okay, so you're saying something about cooling. There's going to be cooling components in the earth that... Okay, so are we going to have a mini ice age? The answer is no. 
But is global warming real? The answer is yes. But the cooling components in the earth will begin to replenish themselves. And they're not coming from what you think. Interesting. So we think they're dinosaurs goo. Is that what it is? No. Uh Uh-uh. Uh, Alright, so it's things that happened and occurred near dinosaur bones, but it's not really related to dinosaurs at all. So, is it like the blood of the earth? The answer is yes. Alright, so that's something we can ask about later. Okay, number question 28. Um, will grocery stores and restaurants be run by robots in the future? Do I have permission to ask this? Okay, alright. So, will grocery stores and restaurants be run by robots in the future? And the answer is yes. That's pretty cool. All right, so question 29. Will AI, artificial intelligence, uh, be able to generate TV shows and movies in the future? Do I have permission to ask this? Okay. Will um, AI, will artificial intelligence uh, generate TV shows and movies in the future? The answer is yes. Will regular TV shows and movies still exist at the same time? The answer is yes. So will we rely on AI for all of our entertainment in the future? The answer is no. Well, as a screenwriter, I appreciate that that's the answer. Okay, question 30. Um, He said that in 2033, there will be commercial time travel available to the public. Do I have permission to ask this? In 2033, will commercial time travel be available to the public? The answer is yes. Will it be available to the public before that? Okay, I'm sorry. Will commercial time travel be available to the public before the year 2033? The answer is yes. Will commercial time travel be available to the public in the year 2028? The answer is no. Will it be will commercial time travel be available to the public by the year 2029? The answer is yes. Okay, um, we'll go into the, okay, speaking of time travel, will going to the future be cheaper than going to the past? Do I have permission to ask this? Okay, speaking of time travel, God, uh, will going to the future be cheaper, less expensive than going to the past? The answer is yes. Okay, obviously because in the future we're going to have time travel technology and going to the past you're going to have to have a chip or like a, a box or some kind of technology that you take with you and it's going to be a little bit harder somehow supposedly right he's saying that you're going to have, to have a chip in your hand and a cell phone that has an app on it that you download to get back to the future <laughs> oh so many things could go wrong with that okay um Okay, in question 32, and this is the kicker. This is the big one, guys. Uh, do I have permission to ask about time travel? And the answer is yes. Has there actually been a physical time travel program secret ops style since the 1980s? Do I have permission to ask that? Yes. All right, so has there been an actual physical time travel program in place secretly since the 1980s? very slow Um, the answer is yes a follow up question was President Obama 
a part of that secret time travel program. Because there's some that they claim that on Art Bell once or Coast to Coast AM. Do I pronounce that? Yes. Okay. Was President Obama part of a time, secret time travel program? Was he? Did he participate in time travel? No. The answer is no. Heh. <laughs> See, it's like there's always a little bit of real and a little bit of unreal when it comes to this stuff. You know what I mean? Like someone will make a wild claim and the wild claim is true. Then they make other wild claims and they're not true at all. That's just how a lot of this type of stuff goes so that you could always go, well, yeah, but okay. But the other thing he says isn't true. And so this is what makes me feel like I know that time travel is real. I know it is. I've done it with my consciousness. I know physical time travel is going to be real for us. I feel it. But all the people that claim to be time travelers might be disinformation specialists. Because some people are telling us the truth and some people come back and tell us a couple truths and a couple lies. So we doubt it. And some people are just from the same timeline, the same time as us, but they are very good at being future predictors, futurists. Gene Ronberry might've been a real time traveler. He might've been just a good futurist. Anyone who is worth their weight as a science fiction writer are good at predicting the future. And that's why science fiction is so freaking interesting when it comes to the technology that we have in the future. So I don't know. Take this episode with a grain of salt. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not real. We know what God said through the pendulum, but again, it's, you know, I, when I ask a question, I blank my mind and I allow the answer to come, but there's still a way I can influence the pendulum one way or the other. But I was able to, for the most part, from all these questions, for the most part, I was able hundred percent to blank my mind and maybe a couple of the questions I was hoping for an answer one way or the other. And I kept trying to stop it. So, you know, maybe, maybe not. If I ask a question on another day, maybe I'll get a different answer but there you have it. I, I think the answers we got seem pretty real. Electric airplanes, absolutely not real. Come on. Come on, dude. Like, that's, there's no way now. <laughs> I mean, maybe they run on something else, but it's not going to be electricity. I don't think. But we'll see. <laughs> only time will tell. Really and truly. The only way we can truly travel through time and know that this is real is just to keep on living keep on keeping on and the only way we're gonna do that is if we laugh a little bit every day <laughs> laugh at our own ridiculousness <laughs> uh, anyway I love you guys thank you so much for being on this ascension journey with me thank you for coming along and, and you know choosing to be at this time physically ascending together in this crazy, crazy time, you know, I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. And tomorrow is another day, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see the sky tomorrow. All right. That's it. I'm, I love each and every one of you. Please send in your Santa Claus miracle stories and your 
holiday miracle stories if you have any. But for now, I'm over it. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I'm gonna go sleep. Okay, I'm gonna have popcorn and watch something and then go to sleep. But there it is. Uh, signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Oh, until tomorrow, guys. Peace. Do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life and see what's coming next? What does the universe have in store for you? I can help you with that. I will give you a Celtic cross reading, which is 10 cards, or you can ask me three questions and I use three cards per question. So that's nine cards, or I can channel your higher guidance, or maybe God directly for you. Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna, because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If you're deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly, me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do is let me know, metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com, and we will explore your future together.